Hello everyone, my name is Sophia. I have always been told that I look a lot like one of the celebrities, more precisely, Ariana Grande. And I was told this every day, often confused, asked for an autograph, and one day I decided to play along with everyone a little, did the same hairstyle, makeup, and showed up to a party. Only I didn't think it would go so wrong. I was kidnapped. Do you want me to tell you what happened next? Then watch and listen. I didn't do anything special for my appearance. I grew up as I grew up, until one day, when we were at an amusement park with my parents, some girl suddenly ran up to me and asked me to give them an autograph and take a couple of pictures. I didn't understand what was going on at all. My parents stood on the sidelines in shock, and I silently signed, took pictures, and then one of them, the smallest one, said to me, I've always dreamed of taking a photo with you, Ariana Grande. You're my favorite. And ran away. Then it dawned on me that I didn't look so much like her. I googled a photo and realized that the similarity is still there. Since then, every time I left the house, it was a nightmare. I was not given a pass, asked questions, took pictures. I was angry when I came home and didn't know what to do. And then I called my friend. Well, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? I can't go to the store normally. Everyone's staring. Wear glasses, a hood, caps. Are you serious right now? Even if I shaved my hair off, they would still take me for her. Then turn the situation around. How? Have you forgotten that it's Buck's party tonight? His folks bought him an apartment, and we're going. I definitely won't go there. There will be so many people. I don't want attention. Think big. Yes, speak directly already. Enjoy the popularity. Do you know how fun it is to be popular? Yes, her fans are ready to give her everything, but you refuse to do it. Just have fun and thank nature for giving you the opportunity to live like her. And then I thought, what if it's true? I sat down in front of the mirror, carefully studied the image of Ariana, and turned myself into her. I even had a similar dress in her style. We packed up and went to the party. As soon as I got out of the car, all eyes turned in my direction. And to be honest, my skin crawled. Voices from the crowd. Oh my god, is that her? Yes, it's definitely her. What's she doing here? Bucky, an old friend of Rita's, came up to me, speechless, unable to believe that such a star had come to his party. Hey, Bucky, shut your mouth and wipe your drool. Look who I brought you today. You're so gorgeous. I'm so happy. I can't believe it. Come on. Come on. I just smiled silently, and everyone made way for us and watched us go. After a couple of minutes, a crowd lined up in front of me. Everyone took a photo, wanted an autograph, then began to ask questions. I was confused. Then Rita told everyone that I came here on the condition that I would not be harassed. Have fun as usual. I'm one of you today, I said, and everyone started applauding. They immediately turned on grande songs, started dancing, apparently trying to please me. I just smiled and pretended that everything was as it should be. A couple of hours later, I was on Instagram and TikTok with all the guests. Then I was tired and decided to go outside to breathe. 
while I was sitting alone in silence, away from all the people, I heard a noise behind me. I didn't turn around and just said, please, no more photos, let's just sit in silence. A voice I didn't recognize said, as you wish. And then they abruptly covered my mouth with a hand and put a bag over my head. I didn't even have time to squeak. I was so scared. I resisted, tried to escape, but I was grabbed and taken to an unknown location. My heart was pounding and I wanted to go home. I was carried to some room, put on a chair, and the bag was removed from my head. The bright light blinded my eyes and I didn't know what was going on. When my mouth was untied, I began to speak. Please don't hurt me. What do you need? Who are you? Why was I brought here? It's all right, Ariana. Relax. Just wait a bit. We'll tell you everything. Please, mister, who are you? Let me go. I didn't do anything wrong. I told you to wait. You will be punished for disobedience. My whole body was shaking with fear. I wanted to go home. I wanted to run away. And these people? I couldn't even see them. They just went back and forth and that's it. After a while, one of them in a mask sat down opposite and began to speak. It turned out to be a woman. Baby, it's okay. Just tell us who we can call to demand a ransom for you. We need three million dollars. What? I don't have that kind of money. Let me go. I'm not Ariana. My name is Sophia. I just look like her. My parents are ordinary people, and they're probably looking for me. We have no such money. Let me go, and I won't say anything. Huh. You mean you're an exact copy of Ariana? Then why are you dressed like her? Did you have a costume party? It doesn't look like it. Give me the number, otherwise things will get worse. Out of fear, I gave my mom's number. I didn't know what else to do. They called her in front of me, told her they had Ariana and were demanding a ransom, and my mom thought it was a prank and hung up. She didn't believe it. The bandits were surprised, accused me of giving the wrong number, and grabbed me by the hair. Come on, number! I gave her Rita's phone number. They called her and she understood everything said that she would find the money now, and then asked to make sure that it was me, and they turned it on loudspeaker. Hello? Hello? Are you all right? Yes, yes, everything is fine, but they demand the money. Don't worry, everything will be fine. The bandits gave them two hours to bring the money. For me, the time dragged on endlessly. I did not understand what was going to happen. The police could not be called. Rita does not know where I am. Unless, unless the bandits were guests from the party. I looked up and asked the woman, Mrs. Roster, Mr. Roster, you bought your son a fancy apartment. Which one? Did you say my name? No, we agreed. How the hell does she know us? Quiet, do you hear me? There was a soft knock on the door, and I heard Rita's voice saying that she had brought the money. These two began to panic. It was clear that they had not thought through everything. They were afraid. It helped me relax a little. The woman asked who was there, and Rita gave her name. But when they opened the door, Bucky, their son, was standing in front of them. Mom! Dad! What did you do? The woman took the mask off from her face, hugged her son, began to cry, and asked him to forgive her. She said that they didn't want to, but they bought his apartment on credit and when they saw a celebrity at his party, they decided to make some easy money. I don't know what came over me, over us, 
Sorry, son, we didn't mean to. At this time, Rita came in quietly and untied me, and in a couple of seconds, the police appeared. The end of the story was logical. Bucky apologized to me for a long time, but I got off with just a fright. Rita, how did you know? When you went outside, I followed you out and saw you being shoved into Bucky's father's car. Only he has an inscription on all the glass, I love my family. I immediately understood everything and therefore did not panic. And then they called. I told Bucky everything and he knew where they were hiding you. In their offices. Here we are. You saved my life. Thank you. If it wasn't for my idea to dress you up, nothing would have happened, right? By the way, you better be yourself. This dress doesn't suit you. <laughs> the story ended well, and I completely changed my image and even makeup to somehow differ from Ariana. This lesson was enough for me for the rest of my life. Well, hello everyone. My name is Barbie. Yeah, yeah, don't laugh, but my mom really likes that name. And she called me that for a reason. She wanted me to be born the most beautiful girl in the world. And you know what? I was born the most, only the most, ugliest girl in the world. Now I'll tell you what and how. In the meantime, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and watch on. To begin with, I will tell you about my family. I have beautiful parents. Yes, this is really true. My father and mother are very tall. They are both burning dark with milk light skin. They both have big eyes, gorgeous hair, a figure, and great taste in clothes and music. By the way, yes, they met at work. Both worked as models for one popular fashion designer at the time. They were leading among all colleagues, so their pair was created quickly and expectedly. My mom's name is Gwen, and my dad's name is Dylan. They both built a modeling career, but when it came to retire due to age, they decided to get married, but managed to open their own modeling agency. Business was going well because they managed to make a name for themselves. Their fame went far beyond the country and many girls and boys sought to get into their school to learn and get to the top designers at the most luxury shows and private parties. What can I say? You cannot forbid to live beautifully. And then my mom got pregnant with me. They were expecting a child because they were already ready, because dad and mom had had enough time to travel, make a fortune, accumulate capital, and only the child remained. Mom told me that when they found out they were having a girl, my mom was just overjoyed because she had dreamed that they would have a beauty of a daughter who will conquer the world and will eclipse all the beauty and will tell people whose kid she is. So I will continue to thank my parents and make them even more famous. She and father made repairs at home, lovers of aesthetics did everything to make everything look as beautiful as possible without frills and so that you can take a picture at any time and it was beautiful. And then my birthday came. My mother immediately christened me by the name of Barbie. For some reason, she was sure that I would look like a doll. I would have huge eyes, long eyelashes, plump lips, and to her great regret, I was born red, wrinkled, and dissatisfied. She was even upset for a second, so my father said he was present at the birth, but the doctors calmed her down, said that that's what all children look like after birth. When we were discharged home, I still looked like a boiled cancer. A month passed, two, five, and I still looked like the first day of my life. My hair didn't grow well and I was bald for almost a year. The more I grew up, the more disappointed my mother became. 
My father reassured her. Like, it's our daughter and all that. The main thing is that our daughter is healthy. My mother also deceived herself. But in the end, the lie made itself felt. The press took pictures and everyone wrote about the ugly duckling. That is, me. My parents were upset about it, even though they didn't show it. I was not taken to more than one celebration. Always left at home with a nanny, I was not shown publicly in the light. Only if by chance someone did notice. I felt all this, just did not realize until the end. When I grew up even more and I was 16 years old, we moved to another city. I was sent to a school where I was still the ugliest girl in the class. As soon as they saw me, they all laughed. And when they heard my name, they laughed even harder. Where is it seen that Barbie was full, like me, with narrow eyes, a big nose, thin lips, all closed in on herself, complexed and hunched? And I was just like that. Every day was like a test for me. I hated myself, my reflection in the mirror, my voice, my manners, everything. And I couldn't talk about it with anyone. That's how I lived until I met someone. And so I turned 17. My class and I were going to go to another school for a math competition. I didn't participate. I just had to hold a poster as support. And when I stood in the middle of the hall to pick up the poster, one of the guys from another school pushed me. I fell and the poster broke under me. He shouted loudly that the paper couldn't support my weight and everyone laughed. I cried and ran to the bathroom. I didn't want to live. But suddenly, someone knocked on the booth where I was crying. It was a guy. I shooed him away, reminding him that it was a woman's bathroom, but he didn't leave. I went out to him and he apologized for his classmate. He was a handsome guy with a gorgeous smile. I thought he wanted a laugh, but no, he asked me out. Can you imagine? I couldn't believe it myself, but he actually invited me as a girl and we started dating. Our relationship gave me motivation. I became more confident. I know people said, why did he choose me and what did he find attractive about me? But Sam, that was his name, said that he was happy and interested in me. Even my mother was surprised by our relationship. But the funny thing is, he didn't know who my parents were. This added to my confidence in his sincerity. We had dated for six months. It was a happy time. We walked everywhere, took pictures, he took me to restaurants. We talked for hours on the phone and during walks. Sam was wonderful. And then, unbeknownst to me, he started taking me shopping. I didn't like this business. I could never find my own clothes. But he insisted. He put expensive clothes on me, bought them for me, but I didn't have the courage to wear them. One night before I went to bed, I was determined to take care of myself. So I told Sam and he helped me. I went on a diet and started exercising at home. Every time I wanted to give up, he encouraged me. It was important. I lost weight every month, and every month we went shopping again, where he showed clearly how much I had changed. After eight months, I went to a beauty salon, where I was given a fashionable hairstyle, haircut, coloring, taught to do makeup, and I came out a different person. Looking at myself in the mirror, I realized that I was now living up to my name. That's what faith in a person does. Even my mother couldn't help me as much as Sam. I was happy. I proudly held hands with him and we went to the prom together. I was like a queen, fit, beautiful, and confident. Since then, I've never let anyone trample me in the mud. I realized that if you don't love yourself, how can anyone respect you? Do you guys agree with me?
Write your opinion in the comments. Facing the alien chemical equation on the board, I was sweating profusely when suddenly Alice, the mm -hmm. smartest nerd in the class, threw a piece of paper <laughs> at me. Copy it, Queenie. Thinking that she was helping me, I gleefully wrote down her answer, but strangely, the whole class burst into laughter. Alice sneered at me. Dumbass. Be quiet, class. Queenie, F minus, go back to your seat. When I was passing Alice, I angrily grunted, You're ugly inside out. She immediately tripped me and made me fall face first. Due to that, we got into a fight right in the classroom. Hi, I'm Queenie, 16 years old. I'm a famous girl with over 600,000 Instagram followers. Most of the boys in my school were obsessed with me. My family was also one of the wealthiest in Orlando. You could say that I had it all, but there was only one thing that I lacked of. Ryan. <laughs> because of my poor academic skills, my dad threatened that if I didn't improve, he would send me to my grandma's stables in the suburbs of Texas, where the Wi-Fi was weak and I would have to clean up horse poop all the time. Ew. <gasps> I would never let that happen. I quickly started focusing on my weakest subject, chemistry. I spent a lot of money to hire Fariel, <laughs> the smartest guy in the chemistry club, to tutor me at my house. But even if Fariel offered to teach me for free with my two-digit IQ score, it would still be impossible. Stop, I can't take it anymore. Come on, Queenie, tough it out. Why do I have to study so many things? I'm not going to compete in the Olympics like you. Suddenly, Fariel exclaimed, he had thought of a way that would help me pass. Every student whose names were on the chemistry Olympiad list would be exempted from the school's chemistry class, which meant one thing. You must join our club. The nerdy club was led by Alice. No way! So you choose to clean the stables, right? Ugh, I really needed to pass chemistry, and I also hated cleaning the stables. So the next day, I determinedly walked into his club room. My presence shocked every member, especially Alice. I came here to apply for the club. She burst out <laughs> laughing immediately and threw me a pen. Take this. Hmm? For what? To draw more wrinkles on your brain. Even though I was pissed off, to raise my chance of getting in the club, I boldly told her that the other members would definitely welcome me even if she wouldn't. She snickered and confidently let them vote. Little did she know, 80% of the club members were male and two-thirds of them followed me on Instagram. So, am I eligible to join the club now? I walked past Alice, nudged her shoulder, and stuck out my tongue teasingly. However, Caitlin, the captain of the cheerleading club, suddenly appeared at the door. With Queenie, this club is going down. Her words made my relationship with Alice even more strained. I became a thorn in her eyes and she always looked for a reason to kick me out of the club. Once, I was assigned to bring my teacher the white rats from the school's lab. When I entered the lab and picked up the box, suddenly the lid of the box came loose. The rats quickly ran out and bumped into the chemical bottles, causing them to shatter all over the ground. Hot ya. Unexpectedly, Alice was filming the whole thing. Be ready to say bye-bye to my club. It must have been her trap. I quickly got into a fight with her when suddenly, Caitlin appeared with Mrs. Clear, hmm. the school superintendent. You see, Alice and Queenie have ruined this lab. Miss Claire furiously decided to punish us by suspending all the activities of the chemistry club and made us stay behind to clean up the lab. With that, she left. Alice shouted at Caitlin, 
It was you who showed me how to kick Queenie out of the club. <laughs> Why did you turn your back on me? All I wanted is that club room of yours. Now that you guys are suspended, move out soon, Kay. <sighs> the cheer team has been wanting a space for entertainment. She slammed the door and laughed provocatively. What a witch! When we were cleaning the lab, Alice just sat in a corner and cried loudly. Honestly, she deserved it. I was the innocent one here. Why did they drag me into this mess? Hey, get up and start cleaning. If I can't participate in the Olympics, I'll lose my scholarship. No. I just remembered that if I couldn't join her club, I would have to study like a normie. Then if I failed my chemistry class one more time, I would have to clean the stables. Damn it. It's not over. We'll take the club back. Really? How? It was easy. We had to make the school realize that the cheerleaders were the real troublemakers here. To do that, we gotta be a team <gasps> and stop standing in each other's way, got it? Deal. Our opportunity soon came when the cheer team held a performance at the school Christmas festival. That day, many of the school's important partners arrived. Caitlin took the stage and began dancing while our club gathered backstage and was ready to take <laughs> our revenge. I took out a remote control and clicked the button. Suddenly, from Caitlin's pocket, a face mouse jumped out. The cheerleaders and she all ran away screaming in panic. Caitlin was so scared that she kicked the mouse at the principal's <gasps> guest, causing him to faint. The festival was chaotic and the principal was beyond furious. Stop this madness. All the cheer team go back inside. We were giggling as Caitlin ran inside and shouted, You will pay for this! After the cheerleaders were punished and got their entertainment room confiscated, that room was rightfully returned to us. Our club chemistry was also officially restored, and we were eligible to participate in the Olympics again. Hmm. The members studied day and night hmm. for that competition, and of course, <laughs> any hopeless idiot like me could only cheer for them. When the Olympics finally arrived, everyone was present, but no one could find Alice anywhere. We tried calling her to no avail. Suddenly, Caitlin appeared. <laughs> Give it up, losers. Turns out that evil witch and her minions had blocked Alice's way and locked her inside a toilet. Now you don't have a captain to participate anymore. I'll be the captain. Haha, <laughs> an idiot like you wants to be the captain of the Olympic team? Don't make me laugh. Without letting her finish her sentence, Fariel pushed her aside and boldly walked <laughs> with me and the team on stage. We must win this, and no one shall stand in our way. My teammates did an excellent job on their parts, and all the teams were at a tie. The captain's part would be the deciding one. Since I was replacing Alice, I was forced to compete in her place. On the table, they put a lot of test hmm? tubes containing gases and announced the question. Within three seconds, find the tube that contains the chemical gas that will explode when it comes in contact with oxygen. Everyone hmm. held their breath waiting for my answer. Thank God I suddenly remembered that damn equation that gave me a F-. minus. I quickly grabbed the tube containing hydrogen and pressed the timer a few seconds ahead of my opponent. Immediately, the referee announced that our team had won. We all cheered in union. Ariel and I hugged each other in bliss, then he suddenly kissed my cheek. Although late, Alice still arrived to see the final result. I ran to her and gave the trophy to Alice because we were such a great team. As I was trembling with a heavy tray of drinks, a hurried guest suddenly bumped into me, causing my entire tray to drop right on the ground. Immediately, the hostess shouted, Helen, you're fired! 
I kept apologizing to her, saying that my mom was in the hospital, so I really needed this job. But she still kicked me out mercilessly. <laughs> Feeling guilty, the guests earlier said, "I'm so sorry, young lady. If you want, you can come to my place. I'll arrange a new job for you." <gasps> After that, he gave me a note with his home address and left. Hi, I'm Helen. I'm 16 years old. When I was a child, my dad left me while my sick mom was hospitalized all the time. Every day, I had to study and work until late at night to be able to cover the huge amount of hospital bills. After receiving the home address, I went straight there. It was a gorgeous mansion. A guest from yesterday appeared, and it turned out it was James Smith, a wealthy tycoon. When James and I were talking, suddenly a drunk girl came in. James grumbled, "Jenny, partying again? You should have been ashamed of your poor test scores for the Fairmont Academy entrance exam." Fairmont <gasps> Academy? I just got a scholarship for it recently. An idea popped up in my mind. Sir, if you want to improve your daughter's grades, I can also tutor her. With that said, I showed him my Fairmont scholarship, and James promptly agreed to my offer. But Jenny、huh? was a different story. She rolled her eyes and bared her hands. Listen, new face. Nine self-declared tutors have come here, and they've all been fired. Get ready to be the tenth. After that, she coldly left the room. James comforted me. It's okay, Helen. If you can help her increase her grades, I'll definitely reward you. I thanked him and promised to start tutoring Jenny. But it was difficult, just like what Jenny said. She kept coming up with weird tricks so she wouldn't have to learn. For example, she would hide her books or pretend to be sick every time I started class. Once, as soon as I arrived, I saw Jenny dancing at the swimming pool. When I came to her, she angrily、huh? shouted, "I'm not studying! Just leave!" I turned off the music and firmly told her to come inside to start the lesson. Angrily, she rushed over and pushed me straight into the pool. It made my books and laptop wet. However, she just threw a bunch of money on me and sneakered. This is enough for you to buy two more laptops. Get the hell out of here! Furiously, I told all of that to her dad. Needless to say, James was furious and called Jenny into the room. Jenny, as of tomorrow, you will transfer to Lockwood High in Canada. What? That uptight and remote school? Correct. If I can't teach you, Lockwood will. Jenny burst into tears of resentment and left. As for me, James sent me my payment and promised to arrange a different job for me. However, the money was still far from enough to pay for my mom's hospital bills. While I was not knowing what to do, suddenly my phone rang. It was Jenny.、Hmm? She asked me out to talk. Contrary to her usual stuck-up attitude, Jenny desperately begged me to go to Canada to study on her behalf. In return, she would pay for my mother's hospital bills. I was surprised but also worried. But what if your dad knows about this? And what about the paperwork? <sighs> I'm rich. I can take care of those minor stuff. Just say yes, and someone will come and take you to Lockwood High. I decided to agree, but on one condition: she would have to replace me to study at Fairmont Academy. I couldn't just drop out like that, and she also agreed. Later that day, I said goodbye to my mom and began my journey to Canada. After a week of studying, I gradually got used to my new life. It was. Quite challenging indeed. One day, while walking in the hallway, I saw Kelly, a notorious classmate of mine, who was cornering another girl. Oh, a small country girl like you also comes here to study? You should have stayed at home and worked as a janitor like your mother. 
That's so mean. I must help that poor girl. I quickly walked past them and showed my Starbucks at Kelly. What the hell is wrong with you, Jenny? Do you know how much this Chanel dress costs? Oh, sorry. My hand slipped. She angrily raised her hand to slap me, but she was abruptly stopped huh? by Alan, the class's hottest boy. Come on, Kelly. You were bullying the other girl first. Kelly was so frustrated that she left immediately. I wanted to comfort the other girl, but she had also run away. Only Alan and I remained. Somehow, we hit it off and became very close after that. One day, I came to class earlier than usual and saw Kelly doing something suspicious to the classroom door. With a bad premonition, I hid in a corner and overheard her whole plan. Good. Let's see who runs this school, Jenny. So when she wasn't paying attention, I swiftly entered the classroom through the back door. I was probably crossing my arms and sneered at her angry face when suddenly, the teacher opened the door and walked in. In a flash, a basket of fake snakes fell straight on her head. Both Kelly and I panicked while the teacher screamed at the top of her lungs and fainted. I hurriedly shouted for the whole class to take her to the infirmary. As for Kelly, she was punished soon after. She had to clean the toilet for two months in a row. Haha, <laughs> serves that witch right. One day, Lockwood High held an auction to raise funds for the Halloween festival. My role was to wear a beautiful white dress for the guests to bid on while Alan was the host. Very quickly, the dress was bidded to 50 very quickly. The dress, I was super excited to see who was the bidder, but to my hmm? horror, Kelly appeared. She walked onto the stage to the applause of everyone. Kelly stood in front of me and smirked. This is truly a work of art. But it'll be even more beautiful when... Before she finished her sentence, Kelly pulled out a pink gun and shot at me repeatedly. The beautiful white dress quickly turned into a disaster to the panic of the guests. With a stroke of genius, Alan quickly came to the rescue. How utterly amazing and creative, isn't it? Can you see, ladies and gentlemen? Each streak of color makes the dress look like a Van Gogh painting. The audience gasped and applauded loudly. They said the dress was like an abstract artwork and even pushed the price higher than the price Kelly had bid it. But before I could rejoice, I suddenly saw James in the audience. Oh my <gasps> god, why is he here? I panicked and ran off the stage, but that witch Kelly tripped me. I stumbled and got entangled in the microphone wire and pulled the entire speaker system down. They fell on both Kelly and me and we slowly lost consciousness. As the sun rays hit my eyes, I slowly woke up. Luckily, the accident didn't cause too much damage to me. In the room, there was only an extremely angry man standing in silence. Great, I'm screwed. I explained the whole story to James. Fortunately, he understood and quickly resolved the paperwork to bring me home. On the way home, I turned to ask him what he would do with Jenny. He said in desperation, I don't know, she's too spoiled. Suddenly, I came up with a plan and quickly told James. With a wink to him, I called her. Jenny, bad news! Your dad has found out about us switching places and had a heart attack! He was transferred to the ER! What? How could that be? Just go to the hospital! When Jenny arrived, she burst into tears when she saw her father on the bed. Since he was promoted, he was too busy with work and we've become so distant. We never even spoke to each other more than three sentences ever since. <laughs> Jenny hugged her father and cried until James winked at me. This play could come to an end now. 
He slowly sat up and patted Jenny's shoulder, who was now drenched in tears. She looked up, screaming in panic as if she had seen a ghost. I quickly covered Jenny's mouth so that James could explain. My dearest, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. I tried to make it up by giving you more money, more beautiful clothes, but apparently it wasn't enough. You were lonely, right? In the end, lived their misunderstanding. Jenny stopped acting stubborn and snobbish, and the two of them spent more time together. After everything, funny as it is, Jenny and I started to become close. James was kind enough to adopt me and promised to help me pay for my school fees and my mom's hospital bills. One day, I was tutoring Jenny when suddenly the doorbell rang. I ran out to see who it was when, to my surprise, it was Alan. He hugged me tightly. I finally found you, Helen. Will you be my girlfriend? Saying that, Alan leaned forward. Just like that, we kissed passionately in the first breeze of fall. When I was skateboarding near the school gate, unfortunately, I crashed in a lion, my neighbor, and we fell on top of each other. He angrily grimaced at me. Watch yourself, chaos breeder. Put a helmet on. It might help your hyperactive brain reduce the risk of injury by 65%. Then he even demanded to confiscate my skateboard. I mischievously bent down to pull the rug under Lion's feet and delighted to see him fall painfully on his butt. <laughs> Tone it down, nerd. Even though Lion kept yelling behind me, I just nonchalantly ran away. Hi, I'm Aretha, 16 years old. When I was young, my mom always wanted me to be girly and gentle. But unfortunately, being girly is not me. I'm always mischievous and enjoy energetic activities. Not only did it upset my mom, but it also annoyed Lion, the nerdy guy who lives next to us. He really hated me and kept calling me by the nickname Chaos Breeder. Over the years, Lion and I had always been at odds with each other. Although we were neighbors and even attended the same class, we could never be close. Once, my uncle gave me a vuvuzela, a gift from his trip to Brazil. I was very excited and brought it to class. While all my friends laughed at the sound of it and my jokes, Lion thought the huh? exact opposite. Be quiet, Aritha. I need to read a book. Oh, sorry, knowledgeable gentleman, but this is break time. You should return to your nerd planet to continue reading. Then I blew the vuvuzela even louder to piss him off. <sighs> then he suddenly grabbed a glass of water nearby and poured it directly into my vuvuzela. I immediately choked violently. <laughs> Stupid face! You regret this! We started throwing things at each other until the principal showed up and punished me for causing a commotion in the classroom. Seeing me being led away, Lion smirked triumphantly. Another time, when our class was allowed to visit a museum of nature, I was overwhelmed by the fossilized skeleton of a large dinosaur placed in the middle of the hall. When I was about to touch it, Lion suddenly slapped my hand hard. You can't read, can you? Article 3, Section 4 of the Museum's Rules. It is strictly forbidden to touch this specimen. Then he started giving me a long lecture on proper manners of the museum. I yawned in frustration and turned around to leave. Seeing that, he grabbed my shoulder. You're so impolite. Don't walk away when others are talking. I winced, squashed his hand away, and harshly pushed him back. But it seemed I had used too much strength. To my horror, Lion fell into the dinosaur skeleton and the skeleton fell on top of us! Not only was it painful, but also we were banned from the museum for years. Great. 
every time, every goddamn time I got involved with that nerd, I got a chain of bad luck coming after me. So from then on, I tried even harder huh? to avoid him. But Lion was so annoying. That Sunday morning, I was woken up by loud music from his house. That nerd was definitely responsible for it, since his parents were on a business trip yesterday. Immediately, I went to his house in my pajamas. Stupid face! Turn that crappy music off before it becomes your last song. After several knocks, no one answered me. Furiously, I was about to kick the door, when suddenly, a handsome guy with a face like Sean Mendes and a towel wrapped around his waist came out. Unfortunately, he took the full impact of my powerful kick. Ugh! What are you doing? I couldn't open the door because I was in the shower. Embarrassed, I quickly apologized to him and ran straight home. Since then, I have been trying to snoop around Lion's house to see who that guy was. After that somewhat disastrous meeting, I couldn't stop thinking about his gorgeous body and an angel-like face. Damn, I think I've fallen in love. Then suddenly, a hand hit my shoulder. Not only a chaos breeder, but now you're also a pervert who stalks other people's houses? I quickly shook my hand and explained everything, but unexpectedly, he mocked me. You like my cousin? Ew! Even the conjuring is not as disturbing as this! Turns out that heartthrob is Kai, Lion's cousin. He would live here until the end of high school. Great! Excellent! Wonderful! So I have a chance to date him! Kai will never like you. Why? Because he's not gay. <laughs> You're like a boy and he's into feminine girls. Although I was extremely bitter at his taunt, I realized I didn't know anything about Kai and Lion was the only one who was close to him. Oh, Lion, my dear bestie, will you please put aside all our silly grudges and help me pursue Kai? Nope. Oh, come on, give me a prize. I'm ready to pay. He put on an obnoxious, contemplative face and finally said, Fine, but on one condition. If this works, you must obey anything I say. <sighs> Although that was a horrible trait, for my demigod, I was willing to sacrifice everything. So from that day on, Lion and I teamed up. He became my fashion guru and helped me dress up to match Kai's type. I started to practice putting on high heels and skirts and even got some education about boys. Gosh, how bothersome. But I needed to hold on for my demigod. One day, to help me approach Kai, Lion took me to the record store his cousin frequently visited. According to his calculation, Kai would come from the northwest at a speed of 2.4 miles per hour, and I would need to walk from the southeast at a speed about two-thirds of his. Trust me, there's a 97% chance that you two will meet at Kai's Spraybrook record section. Jeez, what a total nerd! Then we embarked on our plan. However, when I was trying to reach that record section, my cramped high heels caused me to trip. How embarrassing! Seeing that, Kai hugged his stomach and burst out laughing. <laughs> you again? Seems like every time we meet, troubles follow us, doesn't it? Unexpectedly, that incident made me closer to Kai. He asked for my number, then asked me out. I felt like I was on cloud nine. After that, we grew closer each day. Once when we were hanging out, I mustered up the courage to ask him. Kai, please answer honestly. Is your type 
feminine girls? Hmm. Nah. I always feel like they're kind of spoiled, and I'm not into that. What? <gasps> Did that stupid face lion trick me? So he just wanted to make fun of me after all. Right after saying goodbye to Kai, I went straight to Lion. Furiously, I grabbed his collar. Stupid face, you've been pulling pranks on me since the beginning, right? Why do you want to get between Kai and me? Then he suddenly grabbed my hand and placed a kiss on my lips. Actually, I've liked you for a long time. But since you're always teasing me, I couldn't find a chance to confess. Don't you hate tomboys like me? No, Aretha. I like everything about you. Even when you crashed into me on your skateboard, even when your clothes were boyish, and even when you laughed with a mouthful of food at me. That doesn't change the fact that you lied to me! I withdrew my hand and quickly left. From that day on, I tried to avoid Lion, both at home and at school. About three weeks later, Kai suddenly told me that Lion had just signed up as an exchange student and was about to move to Switzerland. Somehow, ever since that day, I kept thinking about Lion's kiss and what he said. No, Aretha, you must forget about it. I tried to reassure myself and held on to the thought that Lion was the bad guy. The day he moved out, even though I was on a date with Kai, I couldn't stop thinking about that nerd. While we were walking on the street, a girl skater almost bummed into us. Oh, sorry, are you two okay? Before she could finish, Kai violently grabbed her arm. Dumbass, do you girls think you're cool when you skateboard? No, it's only for boys. Know your place. Kai's <gasps> words shocked me. I didn't expect him to be so sexist. Unlike Lion. Damn, maybe the one I had fallen for was actually Lion after all. But first, I gotta deal with this obnoxious human being. Let her go. You're hurting her, jerk. I pushed him down and quickly let the other girl away. After that, I borrowed her skateboard to chase after Lion. I didn't stop screaming and chasing his car until it stopped. What's the matter, Aretha? Stupid face, I've realized that. I like you too. Then Lion smiled. <laughs> he gently hugged me and put a passionate kiss on my lips. My brother rushed out from the dark alley and shouted in panic, Ghosts, run! Then he tripped and fell. When some people came to check on him, I immediately put on a devil costume and skated fast towards them. The crowd got terrified and ran away screaming. Witnessing that scene, Dan and I looked at each other and burst out laughing. But right at that moment, our mom's scary face appeared right behind us, making us jump in surprise. Mia, I told you no more filming TikTok, but... Before I could finish, she quickly dragged both of us home. Hi, I'm Mia. I'm currently living with my mom and a little brother named Dan. As you can see, I'm a TikToker who owns a TikTok account that uploads funny pranks with nearly 1 million followers. Although to my mom, I was just a 15-year-old troublesome girl, but on TikTok, I was a star. Like always, I started my pranks on a busy street and hid the camera in a corner facing the sidewalk. Ooh, look, here's my prey. A man in a polite suit was walking over as Dan pretended like his hand was stuck in the bushes. Dan asked the man for help, and when he jerked his hand away, a giant snake was biting his arm. The man screamed and ran away so fast he dropped his shoe. 
Then another man got pranked and dropped his wig. One after another, their varied expressions helped my video quickly go viral. To boost my fame, I also did fan challenges. Once they dared me to prank my mom. The requests were so many that one day. I called mom and screamed that there was an emergency at home. Then I turned the camera to the door and waited. Bam! She pushed the door open and panically rushed in. Oh no, Dan! My brother was lying motionless on the floor while the house was in disarray, as if a thief had barged in. Mom knelt down and hugged Dan while screaming, Help! Somebody help! Then Dan started chuckling, which startled her. And when she saw me holding the camera, she rushed over and slapped me. It was the first time in my life that I was hit. I burst into tears and ran to my room. That evening, Mom knocked on my door and called me down to talk. I sat down at the table waiting for an apology, but to my surprise, there was none. After what just happened, I will not tolerate you anymore. All your pranks are negatively affecting others. You're too old-fashioned. Have you read the comments? Everyone found my videos amusing. She no. shook her head and firmly forbade me from filming TikTok ever again. How absurd! And unbelievably, she even took my phone away. But, not stopping there, one day my school invited her as a speaker of the association to protect children against harmful online content. On the screen, she presented my TikTok account and told everyone, don't do stupid things like this. Everyone looked at me and laughed loudly. Jeez, I want to dig a hole for myself. That night, Mom and I had a big argument. Are you going to use TikTok to apply to university? What kind of university accepts a kid who can only fool others? That's stupid. Stop chasing temporary fame and sinking your future into the mud. When she left the room, <laughs> I angrily went to the corner of the closet where my phone was hidden and saved the video I just recorded. I edited it to make her seem horrible and posted it on my account. Mom forbade me from filming TikTok. The next morning when I went to school, everyone was talking about that new video. I also opened my phone to check and OMG. In just one night, the video had reached top trending with more than 5 million views. In the comments section, many people criticized my mom. Is this what a mother should say to her child? Your mom sucks. She's more stupid than a kid. Oh no, that's not what I wanted. It spread like wildfire and I couldn't stop it even after oh. I deleted the video. And to make it worse, mom called and told me that Dan had gone missing. Great timing. When her car arrived, I got in with a blank head. Sitting in the car, she showed me a video of Dan just a few hours ago. The boy stood at the edge of the forest and announced that he would hide there for a while to prank his mother and sister. But he was only eight years old, and it had been four hours since the video was uploaded. We reached the edge of the forest where my brother posted the video. My hands were shaking and I burst into tears. My mom took my hand and choked. That's why. I want you to stop creating content like that. There might be people who imitate your careless pranks and get themselves and others in danger. Your father died from that. I looked at her in surprise. She never talked about his death. How did it happen? He was pranked and got a heart attack. Those who caused it disappeared without an apology. I felt so heavy-hearted as if I was a sinner. 
I didn't know my mom had to endure such pain. That's why she got so angry when I became an internet prankster and was even famous for it. Wait, famous? That's right. I posted about my brother's disappearance on my TikTok page and asked to see if anyone had any information. After a while, the area where my brother disappeared suddenly became very crowded. They ran to me and said, Mia, we saw your post. Everyone is gathering to help you find your brother. Don't worry. Then everyone disappeared into the forest to search for him. After only two hours, Dan was found. His foot was stuck in a large layer of vines so he couldn't get out. Dan was still panicking when the rescuers brought him to me and mom. The police said that nearly 1,000 people were involved in the search. Otherwise, it would take at least eight hours to find Dan. We were so happy that we profusely thanked them one after another. After that day, I gave it some serious thought and decided to stop pulling careless pranks. To my surprise, my mom said, with fame comes great responsibility. Use yours wisely, Mia. So I'm on the street again with my camera, but this time it's different. Hello, this is Mia. Welcome to the challenge of finding new owners for stray puppies. Let's go. To this day, I still can't forget what they did to me. They turned me into their property. Nothing more, nothing less. Hi, I'm Maria, 15 years old. I'm currently living with my stepfather, Peter, who is 40 years old. My mom unfortunately passed away a few years ago from a serious illness, and he became my only guardian. Although he's a factory worker with a meager salary, Peter is a heavy gambler. He's ready to throw all his money into gambling. One day, he came back late and said, I want to introduce you to my friend's son. He's a nice guy. He wanted to get to know you. I didn't think much of it and quickly forgot about it. The very next day, I received a call from a strange man. Hi, I'm Dean. Mr. Peter talked a lot about you. Would you like us to get to know each other better? After a few seconds of surprise, I remembered what my dad had said the other day about the man he wanted to introduce me to. I felt a bit weirded out, but casually greeted him back. I got nothing better to do anyways. In the days that followed, we kept in touch, had long conversations about everything in life, and gradually became closer. Although we had never seen each other's face, Dean's way of talking was gentle and polite. Dean and I had a lot in common. We both liked reading, pop music, and walking leisurely in the sunset. It felt like we had a connection. Since the day Dean came into my life, it had become so comfortable. Not only was I able to talk my heart out, Dean also promised to provide me with monthly pocket money to spend and pay my tuition. I was a bit hesitant and worried at first, but he reassured me. So I agreed. Honestly, my dad's monthly allowance wasn't even enough for me to buy a dress or hang out with friends. So being spoiled like that made me quite happy. He also regularly sent me expensive gifts. Despite many rejections, the gifts kept coming to me. It made my friends very jealous. They even wished they had a rich boyfriend like Dean. Chatting online was no longer enough. I had fallen in love with Dean and wanted to meet him in real life. 
All I knew about Dean was his sultry voice and the stories he told that he was a rich businessman and older than me. I was really curious about him. One day, my stepdad suddenly announced, Get ready and put on some nice clothes. I'll take you to see Dean. Hearing that, I was extremely happy and nervous. Finally, my long-awaited dream was going to be fulfilled. I quickly went to get ready and kept wondering, what would Dean look like in real life? That night, a car was waiting at the door and took me and my dad straight to a luxury house. We were led into a closed room. Inside was an old man sitting on a chair. He looked much older than Peter. He looked more than 50 years old. Seeing me, he smiled and said hello. Hello, Maria. That voice made me freeze. It was Dean's voice. The voice that I used to listen to every night. I was so shocked that the man I had a crush on who spoke so sweetly to me every night was an old man? I knew Dean was older than me, but it was unbelievable that he was that old. Before I could regain my composure, my stepdad suddenly bowed and walked out, leaving me alone in that empty room with Dean. I just stood there confused and panicking, and Dean kept looking at me and saying sweet, flirtatious words. But unlike before, those words started making me feel disgusted. Come on, baby. Don't we get along so well? Are you glad to finally see me? But I was really scared and didn't dare to approach him. I stepped back slowly. After a while, Dean gradually revealed his true nature. He got up from his chair, looked at me with lustful eyes, and rushed over to hug me. Ah, ew! I screamed loudly, but to no avail. I had fallen into a trap that was set by Dean and my stepdad. Dean held me so tight that I couldn't move. This is it. My life ends here. Bitter tears fell on my cheeks. At that moment, the police rushed in. They arrested Dean and all of his accomplices. I was rescued in the nick of time. My stepdad was also arrested. It all happened so fast, and I didn't have time to understand what was happening. The police said that Peter was a criminal who was known for selling young girls for money to gamble. He had a huge debt, so he sold me to Dean to clear the debt. As for Dean, it turned out that he was not a businessman, as he said, but a loan shark who had a special interest in young girls. I was shocked to learn the truth. Dean was my stepdad's money lender, not a friend, as Peter said. The police have been tracking this criminal line for a long time, and now they finally caught them all. My dad and Dean went to jail for their crimes. I have also received a valuable lesson. I should be wary of sweet words and not to be too trusting. I've moved to another place to live, and I'm now studying hard to have a better life. Hope you guys like my story. Remember to subscribe to the channel to wait for the next good content.